2: This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6. And you do get lively conversation here on this show. It is not stuff you hear anywhere else. A lot of the stuff sits well with uh, everybody who believes in fiscal conservatism, civil liberties, uh, liberty and justice for all. But sometimes when we dig in, I hit a nerve, and I think I might have just in talking about what what will be the impact of what happened in Texas. Uh, Pam Geller had a Muhammad drawing cartoon contest. A couple of jihadis came from Arizona. They were shot dead. Uh, there are a lot of holes in the story, and I can't figure it out. I had a call just before the break saying, you know, what do you think happened? Do you think this was an FBI sting? One of the guys had uh, had been turned in, I think, to the FBI by a friend of his who became an informant. He didn't go to jail. He's just on probation. A lot of times that means they're working with them. I mean, the mob would rub you out if you came back from being arrested. Like, oh, yeah, they let me off. You could never get away with that. So I, But I don't know. So what I did was I uh, posted a couple of articles on my... Facebook page, which you can get to from my website, Monica of the New York times and Fox news talking about how the FBI, uh, sets up these sting operations that they create a terrorist. They, they bust terrorists, but a lot of times they're already in on it. And, and the caller said, yeah, if it's a sting and it's drawing these guys out, I'm a hundred percent for it. And I understand that. But what they tend to do is, uh, in many cases, is they actually identify people who never have these thoughts, radicalize them, and then use them to create these plots. And it makes me wonder if they're doing it not to flush out real jihadists, but to create an atmosphere in which we will be receptive to anti-terrorism laws, which are really just abridgments of our freedoms. And I say that because there are I just printed out numerous really thick documents. I'm afraid they're going to disappear off the web of military the government's documents on information operations, psychological operations, the way they use public uh, public opinion to promote what they call national security goals. And maybe you're okay with that too. I am not okay with that. And one of the problems with these stings is they're, they're really people who are not fully competent get kind of caught up in these. I also posted a Ben Swan report on a kid, I think in Texas, who really seemed to, that he would never have thought of any of this stuff. And and I'm not even sure he did anything uh, or, you know, ever ever had the mens rea, the mental intention to do anything bad, but he's in big trouble now. And I feel like innocent people do get caught up if what they're doing is changing your mindset. If they're just drawing people out, I get it. That's a tried and true thing, but that's the difference, I think, between a sting and entrapment. And people never really fight entrapment anymore because they threaten you with so much jail time if you're convicted that just cooperating with them or pleading out or whatever a lot of times just they just give up and that that makes you know they can call an entrapment a sting even though it really wouldn't be legal if the guy fought it in in court so that's just my general idea i also was talking about the First Amendment is the right to free speech. Absolute, looks like it to me. Congress shall make no law abridging freedom of speech. But they do. There was a no trespass law. They call it passed almost unanimously. Ron Paul and two other Republicans didn't uh, didn't vote for it, but Obama signed it, and it really limits protests near uh nationally significant events i think is how they put it so i'm asking you do you uh think that free speech should be absolute i'm going to larry in cartersville hi larry you're on with monica
1: how are you monica good how are you doing i'm doing pretty good i'm an old truck driver just got home from my first home-cooked meal for in a month
2: you know my dad was a truck driver and my brothers too
1: Oh, cool! Yeah, I just uh, been out a month, and I just got home for the night, and I got to go back out tomorrow morning.
2: Oh, oh, well, sleep well. I hope you have. Oh, take a nice shower, hot home cooked meal. He would never go out to eat. My father, he was just like, if I'm home, I'm eating home.
1: <laughs> I eat I, I, I in the truck most of the time. But my my comment about this, ma'am, is, you know, uh, the, the the first amendment and my especially with freedom of speech, she has all the right in the world to say what she wants to say. But in my opinion. Um, That also has to come with a sense of common sense. Common sense says if I do this, which is what she was doing with her uh, cartoon contest, she's putting a lot of people in danger, and I don't think she has the right to do that.
2: Well, let me tell you, Larry, I noticed that where she had this thing held was uh, a building owned by the Garland School District, so it was a public building. I feel like if it were a private building, that entity, a private person would say, Hey, uh, I respect your freedom of speech, but I don't want trouble here. I don't want to be liable for putting our people in danger. Like they, you would just think about the liability. You would think about the safety, you know, exactly. the way they, they didn't want to play the, the regal cinemas didn't want to play the North Korea movie, whatever. I forget what it was called. Yeah. Uh, Remember, because they didn't, it was controversial, and they were afraid of uh, an attack, and they said, "We're not going to play this movie because we don't want to put our people in danger." Not because we don't recognize your right. So I agree that it it uh, that a real rational actor who was going to suffer the consequences probably would have thought twice about it. But we don't want to stifle free speech. We don't stifle really meaningful political debate.
1: You know, it's it's well, well. The, 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 your, 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 that, that's kind of a, a, um, uh, a fine line uh, of crossing. The, the example I've got is, you know, I'm a I'm a, uh, concealed, I'm a Second Amendment gun nut. Um, I have a concealed weapons permit. I do not carry all the time because I use common sense. If I'm me and my wife are going to go out drinking, I do not take my gun.
2: Right. Good sense. thinking.
1: Thank you God. Know, if, if I'm going to go to church or if I'm going to pick up my granddaughter at school, I do not take my gun. It's common sense, and this what she did. In my opinion, was a complete lack of common sense.
2: I so, I, I tend to agree with you there. And as a libertarian, part of the tenet of libertarianism is we're not mindless animals. We we, it's reliant on you as a responsible human being that uh, you exercise your liberties and and yeah, and you have to have some basic groundwork. But I don't think. You know, I don't think it was unethical of what you do. Let me, let me, uh, I'm going to get to, okay, Larry, is that all
1: you got? Yeah, that's, that's all I got, You okay. got a blast day. I got to go in the house.
2: Thank you, you too. Okay, Thank- so I'm going to get to Marty, which, who I think is going to take this, uh, you know, give me a counterpoint, but I want to read something first. There's this artist, Art Spiegelman. He, he's very famous for doing a cartoon, Mouse, about his father's experience uh, as a Holocaust survivor. Now, this, I I do recognize Three Speech. He also did a cartoon book, In the Shadow of No Towers, after 9-11, which I bought right away. This guy's super liberal, I'm sure, so I don't agree with his politics, but I respect that he's significant and um, that his stuff has value. He said he was at the Charlie Hebdo... Um, demonstrations and he said he was there they're all speaking French and he is chanting cartoonists lives matter cartoonists lives matter so he was saying that he was there uh he said this is a quote this had to do specifically with that mandate to say the unsayable it's an important thing in order to be able to focus you on what needs to be said. If you want to be talking about the primacy of language, of verbal language. So he's an artistic guy. He recognizes the right and importance of Charlie Hebdo to um, take its stand against, uh, you know, to be profane. You know, the sacred and the profane. Like, that's the juxtaposition. While, But he also said in addressing this Pam Geller in Garland, Texas, he said her organization deserves free speech protection, but unlike Charlie Hebdo, it does not deserve a courage award because he feels like it was gratuitous. Now, um, that is maybe a, uh, I I think that I I, I tend to not, not agree with the left view of things, but I do feel like, yeah, I totally respect and defend her rights. Do I want to celebrate that? You know, I wouldn't even celebrate Charlie Hebdo because they had a cartoon of the Holy Trinity having like a three-way. It was awful. So I would never celebrate that. I don't celebrate a mosque near ground zero. Uh, I don't celebrate this gratuitous stuff. I do really appreciate political free speech and exercise it right now as you are about to. Uh Actually, let me go to a break, Marty. You got to hang on, and um, I want to have some time. 404 872 750 1 800 WSB Talk. You can also tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. I'm back giving you the libertarian take every Saturday from 3 to 6. And uh, sometimes it gets a little controversial, like my take on what happened in Texas this week, Uh, but I want to get to the more principled discussion. So Pam Geller did this Muhammad cartoon, uh, Muhammad drawing contest, and the focus of the conversation this week has been her right to free speech. and. I tend to think the right to free speech is absolute. I just read the First Amendment. It says Congress shall pass no law bridging the right to uh, to gather in front of, you know, to assemble, to protest the government for free speech, even though the Congress has passed such a law and um, Obama signed it. But do you, but there are lots of laws that abridge free speech, actually, and I want to know, are you, do you think that right should be absolute, or are all those things wrong? Go to Marty in Carrollton. Hi, Marty, you're on with Monica.:
0: Hey Monica, this is Mar- oh, you already know who it is. <laughs> yeah, I you can't tell you I can't tell you how difficult it is to listen to you for an hour. I call up with an easy speak on the first thing I heard from you, and now I've got five different things to talk about. but yes, yeah, absolute. Freedom of speech is where it's at. Uh, I think I would die for that. I don't know that I would kill for that. uh... And like you, all the other things that you believe in, you just have to take a stand. And I'm really tired of uh, everybody being wishy-washy out there. The government, the politicians, everybody's wishy-washy. You can do this, but You know we're going to do something different. Somebody else. Um, your take on uh, "Don't touch me or mine" is absolute, just like free speech. Yeah. And I and I really don't understand how anybody can bend that rule. If you are saying something and you shouldn't, you know what? We shouldn't talk about it. That's up to them. Somebody doesn't like it that's between them and the person speaking.
2: But Marty, I this conversation has been going on literally around the clock all over cable news, everything, the radio. <laughs> yet, yet when Almost unanimously, with the exception of Ron Paul and two other Republicans, Senate, Congress and Obama all signed this uh, trespass law. It was called the anti-occupied law where you could not protest during nationally significant events near any place. The Secret Service would have any presence and they have free speech cages. How come that isn't you? know, Why is the USA Patriot Act not making people round the clock? We got to talk about this. What's going on?
0: I don't know. People are so lame. You you know, you said a little bit earlier, I kind of missed it, because I haven't been following. I'm a driver, just like your father and the other guy you just talked to. Uh, And, you know, you're saying that some of the laws had to be only, excuse me, had to work based on a society that was just and true, proper, whatever. And we're not that anymore. That's why none of this is working. We have turned into, you said we're not a, a, a... society of animals, I tend to think a lot of us are, not us, me, personally, but this uh, we are in this problem because we made it that way.
2: Well, I'll tell you what I, I spoke about earlier, and I think it is the root of the problem, is that there has been an intentional movement from the top to get us, the American citizen, to stop defending the black and white absolute rule of the Bill of Rights and the Constitution. And because of that, yes, we have the, all these problems. But I think it all stems from that, that I don't even i don't even care about what religion or morality or non-religion people have at all. It's written down in black and white. If you just look at it and make sure they don't abridge freedom of speech, we'd be fine. But they do all the time. And we don't make as much of a stink about it when the government actually does it to curtail uh, political free speech. I smell a rat. Uh, this is Monica. Perez 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Maybe it's something really cool that I don't even know about. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. <laughs> I am the Libertarian Voice on WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6. So we're wrapping it up, but we're in the home stretch. Lots of great calls talking about the issue of free speech as brought up kind of all over the airwaves all week because of the Muhammad drawing contest in Texas. Uh, apparently flushed out a couple of jihadis who were killed by, uh, they rushed out of the car in body armor with assault weapons. They faced a Garland traffic cop and an unarmed Garland school district guard. They managed to shoot the guard in the ankle, but the traffic cop shot them both dead within like 15 seconds. So I would like a little more detail on exactly how that unfolded, especially since there was a SWAT team up by the actual contest. And I think that we're not going to get the details. I think that what this is is a launching off point for discussions like this. I think that's what the media is using it for rather than really digging in. But we're digging in a bit. I'm talking about whether free speech the right to free speech is absolute. And in a lot of cases, your intent is uh, can make it not okay. So you can't burn a cross if your intent is to intimidate. And I was so we're talking about the absolute right to free speech. I defend the First Amendment. No Congress can make no law to abridge free speech. Then I remembered that I read this story that this week on Tuesday in Atlanta, a woman was arrested for posting on her Facebook page this crazy thing. I mean, buckle your seatbelt. It's pretty crazy that she wrote this. She wrote, All black people should rise up and shoot at every white cop in the nation starting now. Like, that is an insane post to write. She was arrested. And part of the post was also freedom of speech, though. So when you can absolutely show me that the First Amendment, where it explicitly says you can't say kill all cops, then I'll delete my status. Other than that, nope. I mean, I don't want her writing that. And and I guess an express threat is not freedom of speech. It's a precursor to violence. It's, a, I guess, a crime in itself. But I'm just pointing out that this thing does, I mean, it does have nuances. Uh, but I'm not sure this Pam Geller was really going for the nuances. I don't think her goal was really free speech, only because... Uh, She just doesn't seem to be the staunch, principled, um, black and white kind of gal. Uh, One of the things she did was she led the charge to stop the mosque near Ground Zero, which I thought was an awful idea. I hated it. I defended the guy's right to build his religious thing on his private property, but I hated it. And then Geller said another thing, which I thought was kind of weird. She said this was on TV the other night. This is a terrorist threat to her. That these people. President Obama and the FBI should provide security to me, I guess she meant, because Obama created an environment that raised stakes on this. So she is saying that Obama created this dangerous environment. I can understand the point she's making, but that kind of goes against this idea that free speech, come what may, you know, She she is, we should not criticize her for creating this environment just because of what she said, you know. But he's the head of the country, and if she's saying that he's not enforcing the laws against terrorism, uh, you know, I don't know. But she doesn't seem to be—I don't think her motives are 100% pure. But uh, I think ours are, and I think we're going to talk about this really from a position of principle. I'm going to Don in Marietta. Hi, Don. You're on with Monica.
3: Yeah, Monica. um, I was listening to you about the freedom of speech— and the incident over in Texas, yep. um, it's not about freedom of speech. It's about respect. Though What you believe in, you take to the grave with you. Do you understand? When you go to the cemeteries and you look on those gravestones, what do you see? The beliefs of every person there. Okay? And if you read the Quran, the Prophet Muhammad said, that you respect other religions, they will respect yours. Okay? This is about respect. I go to the grave with my belief, and I don't like people trampling on it.
2: How do you—I'm i I'm with you. I would not even use a racial slur, much less uh, insult somebody's religion. And It's not like it's a cult or a Satan-worshipping thing. It's a— it's the second largest religion after Christianity in the world. So there are, but how do you respond to this idea that, um that there are people who would kill for this when that that is an unacceptable response. So how do well, you respond to that?
3: if you don't respect another person, where does it end? If you don't respect my belief in a certain thing, to the point, whereas I take this to the grave with me, okay? Well, how do Are we you saying are you? Would you do I'm what those guys do? I'm that you know you go and kill somebody. You understand? But people have to think twice of what they're making fun of. We don't have no respect for each other in the world.
2: Yeah, I don't, like I don't like What's it. I don't like it, and that's why. why... That's why I didn't like defending that guy who wanted to build the mosque near ground zero. I thought it was totally disrespectful. And I think that what she did was also disrespectful because what I'm saying is I'm not saying that we should walk around with burqas because Muslim guys don't like to see uh, uncovered women. I'm not suggesting that. But I do I I will go with you to the point where uh, to just go out of your way. Solely to insult the religion, even um, the argument that Charlie Hebdo and some of the cartoons are trying to make a political point. And uh, I I understand that. But I would say it would be better. It would be, you know, right to not. But as a libertarian, I separate the legal issue from the moral issue, from the cultural issue, from the etiquette issue. You can't stop her from saying it. But do you want to celebrate that she said it? I say no. I do not celebrate it.
3: Yeah, I don't, I don't celebrate it. You know what I'm saying. But the thing is, is that when we start disrespecting one another for our, our beliefs that our central beliefs that we we have and we hold dear, that's like somebody come up to me and insult my mother.
2: Yeah, it's the central belief okay? that I think it's, it's like, people should be able
3: to relate to. Yeah, you, you you understand? We have to learn to respect one another. Oh, so where are, are are we as a human race? Humanity. Respect.
2: Yeah, you but know? people cannot get past the single issue, which is a very serious one, that people will, will kill uh, for this. You know what I'm saying?
3: Well, we've killed for, for, we've killed for nothing, too. I mean, we went over there for nothing and disturbed the hornet's nest. As far as I'm concerned, Saddam Hussein had things pretty much under control.
2: Well, you do bring okay. up a, a you point know, that and,
3: and, and the thing is is that everybody's hopping on Muslims this Muslim Islam is the second largest religion and is growing. And the reason it grows is because people protect it. It's a part it's a part of you. Okay? And people protect it because this is what we go to the grave with. I hear you. We don't go to the grave with money in our pockets or or we go to the grave with our belief.
2: But you absolutely have to draw the line, you know, unequivocally. That she had the right to free speech. These guys did not have the right to attack her. I understand what you are saying about uh, disturbing the hornet's nest again. That doesn't give people the right to, uh, to initiate violence against her. But you also bring up a good point, which is that we have taken out people like Hussein, Gaddafi, Assad... Uh, uh, we attempted to get rid of Nasser, we um, undermined the secular government of Afghanistan with radical Islam. What we have done over there is take out, stabilizing, although brutal, secular leaders. We have fomented radical Islam, and then you create uh, all these problems, which include uh, uh, migrants, people who want to la- have to leave those places because they're flattened, Uh, And it it goes back to if you originally violate your principle, in this case, that all all, the non-aggression principle, if we violate that by attacking a country that did not attack us first, or if we violate that by attacking this woman for her free speech, uh, we have uh, uh, we destabilize the system and you create chaos, violence. It's I mean, Don, you really (laughs) I was a very intense Call cool, and you really have to focus, but you. Uh, but I, I must reiterate, of course, that she has an absolute free speech right, and those guys had absolutely no right to initiate violence. Uh, and that's that. So I'm going to Nasser in Atlanta. Hi, Nasser, you're on with Monica.
4: Hey, Monica, I love your show. Thank you. First of all, uh, please forgive me for my accent, but it's I fine, I understand a, you completely. I feel I'm a redneck with accents.
2: <laughs> All right, so you're a redneck with an accent. I can understand yes. you, so
4: bring it. Okay, I'm uh, originally from the uh, Middle East. Yep. I'm broadly American. I served in the United States Army over 10 years. I'm broadly veteran, and I'm willing to, do, to, do, to go and fight for this country for the last point in my life. But i to explain for the freedom of speech. I want to say something, and this is the first time I call radio. I don't like that, but um, people, the Muslim people in the Middle East, they never have a picture for Muhammad. That's bought from their religion. So you can have a picture for Muhammad because they're afraid people start praying for him or, or worship him.
2: Yeah, idolatry. Uh, Judeo-Christian heritage disallows idolatry also.
4: For me, as a Muslim, if I open the TV and I see in Family Guy or different cartoon places pictures for Jesus and make fun of him, I get upset and I change the channels.
2: Yes, I don't
4: uh, uh, don't,
2: watch that stuff either. I mean? But even I mean, if he weren't, even if you didn't recognize him as a prophet, would you, I wouldn't, even if it's a religion that, even I'll Buddha. I would never do that. Yeah, I even Buddha, I wouldn't enjoy watching somebody mock okay,
4: Buddha. Somebody make a picture for Prophet Muhammad, and it's a big disaster in France, and story over. Why you bring it to the U.S.? Okay, I would never, I mean, a lot of idiots around this world, and, and those people, they attack this place, I mean, they are super idiots. Okay, but why do you do it?
2: And yes, they were reason, worse idiots,
4: <laughs> for sure. Of, what kind of point do you want to brute? Like the guy who tried to make a mask in New York, in the uh, Grand zero. Yeah. What, what kind of point you you try yeah, to Yeah, that's what I thought. What was that guy I mean, trying to do? I looked it up,
2: and he is a, a Muslim. Why would he do that?
4: I like to tell the Muslim people, just go around the world and look, especially in Europe. How people treat Islam Is is bad. If you look in the U.S., U.S. gives you a lot of freedoms. You can do whatever you want. You can open your mosque in the right place. You can worship God. You can do whatever you want. So don't be—I mean, I, I can understand what, what, what kind of point she tried to prove. But, uh,
2: I know. It's a shame. But do you believe in Sharia law? Do you want—do you no, wish that this country okay, had Sharia law?
4: People talk about Sharia law. Where does that exist? In which country? Tell me. Saudi Arabia is different story. Saudi Arabia is a unique place. is where Prophet came and where the region came, and there's a lot of things going on over there. It's different. But tell me which country have a Sharia law as a law in the country.
2: And What's I will say, I will say that we have taken out secular Arab leaders that really kept, like Al-Qaeda, locked in prisons. We took those guys out, and now we have a much worse problem. So I feel like this thing is not a natural development. I believe that it's something that's being exploited for political purposes. And this may be an example of that. I don't have evidence of it except for what it looks like. Uh, I'll be right back to wrap up after the break. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM
3: 750 WSB.
2: Tomorrow is going to be a lot like today, but scattered storms are increasingly likely for the beginning of the work week. So stay tuned to WSB for weekend weather brought to you by Shoemate, the official air conditioning of summer. And I got to wrap up this topic. And boy, uh, is it controversial. We were talking about, if you haven't heard it, you can go. um, I'll post the podcast early in the week. WSB posts it. I continue this conversation on Facebook, on Twitter all week long. You can get to that and all my podcasts on MonicaPerezShow.com. But the topic, in summary, is uh, what happened in Texas. The the Muhammad drawing cartoon, then jihadists come. uh, They get killed. Before they could kill anybody, thank God. But my concern is that the ironic outcome might be that we uh, allow more anti-terrorism laws that take away our rights in defense of... This woman's right to free speech. I got an email that pretty much says it uh, from David. Ma'am, in regards to your current topic, Americans are willing to give up freedom and rights for security. That answers the entire issue. Well, let's hope it's not too late to stop that trend. Uh, But I'll be back next week, Saturday, 3 to 6 here on WSB. This is Monica Perez.
3: Without the
1: ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop.